Open the eyes of our hearts, dear Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. Today we are in the final chapter of Ezra, chapter 10, where we see very important truth that we can all learn even today. It continues from the previous chapter where Ezra was troubled by the Israelites marrying these pagan women and doing abominations because of their influence in their lives. So he was fasting the whole day and crying out to the Lord God of Israel. And here again in chapter 10 verse 1 we read, While Ezra prayed and made confession, weeping and casting himself down before the house of God. Earlier he was standing and then he knelt down and now he was lying prostrate on the floor. And look what happened right then. A very great assembly of men, women and children gathered to him out of Israel for the people wept bitterly. Do you see what is happening here? Yes, there was the spirit of repentance. Ezra chapter 10 deals with confession and repentance. We learn from this chapter that confession is not a mere one-time event at the time of commencement of our spiritual lives as we surrender our lives to Christ and start on the walk of a believer. Confession is rather a continuous operation that goes on throughout the life of a believer as long as we live. There is a famous hymn Abide with me written by H.F. Light. Light was a great man of God and he accomplished many great things for the Lord though he was very weak physically. He wrote this hymn as part of his last sermon that he preached. and then went on to be with the lord this famous hymn became a very dear hymn to many people like king george v of england and mahatma gandhi of india since it describes that man's nature is impossible to be saved without the sovereign grace of god usually we don't find stanzas 3 4 and 5 in the hymn book in stanza 5 he sings like this Thou on my head in early youth did smile and though rebellious and perverse meanwhile thou hast not left me often as i left thee on to the close o lord abide with me though he was a great man of god look at his confession in his deathbed on his very last sermon that he pleads with god though i am rebellious and perverse meanwhile and even though i have often left you lord you have not left me and thus abide with me we see ezra in this chapter fasting and praying for god's mercy that is he did a complete fast not taking food or water this type of fast is extremely rare in the bible and in real life too and comes with conviction of sin and guilt and the need for repentance from god it symbolizes true repentance We see the people of Nineveh do this when they repented in Jonah chapter 3 verse 5. This is why God forgave Nineveh though he had sworn to Jonah that he would destroy Nineveh. But the people of Nineveh believed in God and truly repented. This is exactly how our repentance should be too. We see some leaders in the Bible who fasted like this. The leaders carry the burden of the people of God. and they fasted on their behalf Moses fasted in Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 18 
Moses fasted similarly when God gave him the 10 commandments earlier too in Exodus chapter 34 verse 28 and this was how Jesus fasted in the desert as well as we see in Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 to 11 immediately after both these events we see that Satan intervened and hence this type of fasting was the preparation for overcoming the devil too coming back to Ezra when Ezra fasted and prayed the spirit of repentance fell upon the people what a remarkable secret this is when a leader fasts and prays like this there is revival in the whole congregation notice in verse 9 all the men of judah and benjamin assembled trembling in the heavy rain how did this come about if you see the first verse it says a very great assembly of men women and children gathered to him and wept bitterly You see these marriages with the pagan people of the land had created a lot of distress that caused a lot of pain suffering agony torture and heartache and heartbreaks in the families and it had affected even the children as we see here so you see such marriages tend to end up with a lot of discomfort especially for the children involved in those marriages Notice one more thing just as how when Jesus met Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19 verses 1 to 10 wherein he was convicted of his sin and he repented and not just that he said look lord here and now i give half of my possessions to the poor and if i have cheated anybody out of anything i will pay back four times the amount so you see confession leads to repentance and repentance leads to restitution in the same manner the people of juda of their own volition wanted to reconcile that is set things right before god zacchaeus willingness to make restitution was a sign that his repentance was genuine in a like manner the people of juda decided to do what was right with the lord god which was a sign of true repentance now they decided to send the pagan people away this is one of the chapters where the people against god's word use it to accuse the lord god saying look your god doesn't honor marriages look what he has done here so let's see why were the pagan people sent away and how this was allowed first Notice that not everyone who had married a pagan woman simply abandoned them. They sat together and deliberated for 3 months case by case as we see in verses 16 and 17. That is they dealt with each one individually for about 3 months. This was the time of grace so that they can turn around and repent and choose God like Ruth did. in Ruth chapter 1 verses 16 and 17 notice also that not all of the pagans but only 114 of these pagan wives who refused to embrace god were divorced and sent away so how do we get at this number 114 if you look at verses 18 to 44 you can count 114 of them edwin m emauchi the japanese american historian and bible scholar and academic calculated that this was a mere 0.5% of the of the people of juda 
99.5% of them had repented and turned around and chosen the God of Israel during the time of grace provided to them in those three months. And it was just 0.5% who were adamant because they had evil intentions right from the very beginning. This is symbolic of the fact that we too are living in the time of grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, as we read in Titus chapter 2 verses 11 to 13. The second coming of Christ will not be as a gracious saviour but a righteous judge who will deal with everyone individually on a case-by-case basis just like we see here in this chapter which is listed out in Matthew 24, 40, 41, 50 and 51 and in John chapter 3, 18, 36 and in John chapter 5 verses 28 and 29. However, the whole testament people did not have grace like us though. This is why Paul specifically commanded that if a believer is married to an unbeliever, they are to remain in the marriage by all means possible, both for the possibility of a witness to the unbelieving spouse and for the benefit it brings to the children, as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 12 to 17. Secondly, another reason is given in Malachi chapter 2 verses 10 to 16. Divorce was very rampant during those times, even among God's people. They divorced their wives and desecrated the marriage covenant they made before God. So they had to do this restitution of sending away the unbelieving pagan wives. So such people had to do a restitution to their wives, whom they had abandoned because of them being old and taking on these pagan wives. So they had to send away the unbelieving pagan wives. You see, they had twisted a law that God had given them in Deuteronomy chapter 24 verses 1 to 4 and used it to satisfy their lust. So this clearly shows that God had listened to the cries of those abandoned wives and children whom these men divorced and was giving back to them what was rightfully theirs. So this whole incident teaches us that Just like how CPR is essential to revive a body on the brink of death back to life, CRR, Confession, Repentance and Restitution, is necessary to revive a soul ravaged by sin back to God. May God bless these words. Amen.